17, 1 Samuel 17, starting with verse 1. One of the best known stories of all time in the scripture and out of the scripture. We know this story practically by heart, but I think if you reread this, you're going to find some details you may not have remembered or picked up on. Amen. And I'm just going to talk to you out of my heart because it's even though it's well-known, God impressed on my heart, I believe it is the word of the Lord, the will of God for today, for it is time to take the battle to the enemy. Amen. Did you hear me? I said it's time to take the battle to the enemy. We sit and are depressed. We sit and are afraid. We sit and uh, don't feel good. We sit and just let the devil pummel us. Friend, it's time to take the battle to the enemy in Jesus' name. Can you say amen, amen to that? The Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped between Soko and Judah and Azekah and Ephesdamon. Saul countered by gathering his Israelite troops near the valley of Elah. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills. Now you see, there's a hill here, and there's a hill there. I am Ephesus, and I'm Amen. Amen. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Can you say amen? amen. Are you awake? Say amen. amen. Are you going to let God talk to you? Say amen. amen. God bless you as you see Praise the Lord. Amen. We find ourselves in this situation all too often we've got a high place over here we've got a high place over there when we're on the high place we sing that song sometimes for the god of the mountain is also god in the valley amen it's easy to serve god when you're up here it's easy to serve god when you're feeling on top of the world or do you feel on top of the world on the mountaintop. Amen. It's easy to serve God, to shout, to sing, to have victory in church when things are going well. Let me remind you, for every mountain that we have, the devil also has a mountain. The devil also has a plan to try to attack us and to destroy us. We have opposite sides of the spectrum. Choose you this day whom you will serve, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Choose you this day whom you will serve. If you're over here on this mountain, I can't help you much because I'm going to take you down in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm going to take your leader down in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. But if you're here on this mountain, I'm telling you that's where you want to be in God. Is strong, is vibrant, is in victory on the mountaintop. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. That's where we want to be. That's where we strive to be. We want to be lifted up. We want to be in that high place. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Hallelujah. We want to run into that safety and be saved. But the reality of things are, sorry for the downer. Got to be straight with you. Half the time is spent right here. Watch right here. The valley. 
Philistines over here, Israelites over here with the valley between them. It's no surprise that Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Psalm speaks of the valley of tears. Baca. Uh, the, the, the imagery of the valley is there. Why do we think of the valley as a place of sorrow or depression or struggle? We feel low, just like the opposite of being high, right? On the world, not high in this world. On the top of the world, feeling high in God. Amen. Versus feeling low, feeling depressed, drug out, no energy. We feel low in the valley. Old song says there will be peace where? In the valley for me. Why? Because we need peace when we're going through the valley. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. We need the comfort of the Holy Ghost when we're walking through the valley. Amen. We need the shepherd holding on to us when we're walking through the valley. For the most part, the valley is not a good place to be. You gotta go through it sometimes. And I tell you, if you're over there on the wrong side, the devil's gonna make you walk through the valley as you're trying to get to the right side. Amen. If your heart and life are not right with God, if you've drifted away from God and you're trying to get your heart right back with God in the right place, the devil's not gonna let you go easily. Amen. He's going to make sure you go through the valley and make it as hard as he can for you. All right. So we have the visual. We have the mountain here, mountain here, and the valley. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. How tall was Goliath? We know he was over nine feet tall, depending on the measure of a cubit. It could be up to 12. We know he was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed how many pounds? Because the answer's right there in the Bible. How many pounds did his armor weigh? 125 pounds it weighed. Um, Brother Smith, when you were out marching in the army, it was army, right? How much weight did your pack carry? Yeah, but how much did they make you carry? Uh, five to seven pounds. Five to seven pounds. If you were out marching, training, how much weight would they put in your pack, Brother Kaplan? One hundred twenty-five. I think I'm not a marine, but I think the marines. George, you know how much you carry when you're up? Fifty pounds. At a minimum, fifty to seventy-five is what I was thinking. Somewhere there. Um, is that easy to carry? How quickly does it take you to get tired? Capacity. Mine's got to be in a two, right? Amen. 
They trained with 50 to 75 pounds. This man, Goliath, carried 125 pounds just in the coat of mail. I was curious. How much is 125 pounds? Uh, Brother Alfred, ever installed a toilet? Have you picked up that toilet? Is it easy to carry? How many, anyone else picked up a toilet, a porcelain toilet, brothers, a finger? Is it easy to carry? <laughs> Average round toilet weighs 96 pounds, according to Google, who never tells a lie. So <clears throat> we're going 96 pounds. Pardon? It's about 96 pounds, according to according to Google. Imagine wearing a toilet on your back, porcelain toilet. And go out to bat. Anyone ever played bowling? Been bowling? Does a bowling ball have a struggle? 16 pound bowling ball, heavy. Imagine having eight of those strapped to your back. Get the idea? This man was huge. This man was a champion for a reason. 125 pounds of armor just on his back and chest. His spear, the same, they said the shaft of the spear was as thick as a weaver's beam, and the spearhead alone weighed how many pounds? 15 pounds. Then he had the brass leggings. And that poor armor bearer had to go ahead of him carrying the shield. This man was a beast. He was huge. As King Saul said, he's been fighting since his youth. He is a man of war. Let me tell you, friend, the devil doesn't usually send a little novice, first day on the job kind of demon to deal with you. He's going to bring out the big guns. Amen. You're a child of God. He's going to bring out the most that he can to discourage you, to destroy you, to make you turn around and to run away. But let me tell you, let me remind you right up front, greater is he that is in us. I said greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That scripture wasn't even written. Thousands of years later it would be written. When David faced Goliath. Do you know what? That truth is true long before it was ever written Amen. in the Testament. Amen. Amen. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In the valley. This was a charade. I'm sorry. It was a charade. Over 40 days. Every day, like clockwork, Philistine army came off of their mountain, guess where? The valley. And the Israelites, guess where they came? From their mountain to the valley. Did the Israelites have any intention to fight? No. Zero. They'd already lost. Without even fighting, they had lost. You know why? Set up with George. 
Your mind has got to be in it. Your heart has got to be in the battle. If your heart and mind are not invested, it doesn't matter if you're there physically or not. You've already lost the encounter with the enemy. And the Israelites had already lost the encounter with the enemy because without ever engaging in battle, they surrendered. Oh, they went through the motions. And Christians go through the motions. Yes, we do. We go through the motions. How many times have we already surrendered and given up and said, I just don't want to deal with this? My friend, you were not called to defeat, you were called to victory. Did you hear me? I said you were not called to defeat. You were called to victory. Hallelujah. You've got to get your mind into this. You've got to put aside the things of the devil and say in Jesus' name, I'm getting out of bed. In Jesus' name, I'm getting my clothes on. In Jesus' name, I'm going to get into church. Hallelujah. And in Jesus' name, I'm going to do more than just go through the Praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. Goliath stood. This is chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, verse 8. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He knew they were coming out to fight. Over there on that mountain, for you guys that just came in, God bless you, these are two mountains. These chairs are mountains. <laughs> this is the Philistine side. This is the Israelite side. And in between the mountains is what? The valley. The dreaded valley. As they fell into formation on each side of the valley, Goliath stepped forward and said, why are you cowards even here? I know you're not going to come fight. You're terrified. I am the Philistine champion. But you, you are only the servants of Saul. Look how the devil tries to put things, spin things against us. Here's this one champion. Was he a beast? Yes. Let me remind you, 125 pounds of armor on his chest, plus the bronze on his shins, plus the uh, 15 pound spearhead on top of that weaver's beam of a spear, a javelin made out of bronze. This man stood there and said, all of you, not a one of you can win. Not a single one of you can win. And that's where the devil wants the church, my friend. He wants all of us backed into a corner. He wants all of us afraid. He wants all of us shaking and trembling. He wants every single one of us to say, uh-huh, you're right. I'm not going to go fight. And so he set the stage. Be careful what you ask for, devil, because you just might get it. 
Amen. Did you hear me? I said, be careful what you ask for, devil. Uh, you just might get it. The Goliath, Goliath, champion of the Philistines, Goliath said, choose one man. Choose one man to come fight me. If he kills me, Philistia is yours. But if I kill him, Israel's mine. Stakes are high. When big, or go home. Gamblers call it going all in. That's where they take out the keys to the car, put it on the table. Come on, am I right? Yeah. Hope you're not one of those. God bless you. God can deliver you if you are. That's why they put the deed to the house on the table. That's why they empty out their savings and their investments. All or nothing. Most of our battles, my friend, are not all or nothing. The devil wants you to think it is. The devil wants you to think because you failed God one time this past week, it's over with. The devil's a liar. Did I mention that? Let me remind you. The devil is a liar. He's the father of all lies. Liar from the beginning. He wants you to think that it's all or nothing. Most of our battles are not all or nothing, even though he wants you to think it is. But there are battles where it's all or nothing. It really doesn't matter, my friend, whether it's an all or nothing battle. What matters is that we need to take the fight to the enemy. We need to get the courage in God to take the fight to the enemy. Because the longer you sit there and let the devil talk you, the longer you sit there and let the devil tell you you've lost, the longer you sit there and let the devil tell you don't even try, you may not try. And if you don't try, you've lost. Amen. How many times have I heard people say, Pastor, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm praying and I just don't feel God. Does that mean that God never hears me anymore? No. It just means there's a Goliath standing there taunting you, saying, see there, you lost it all. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Don't even waste time. Goliath wasn't really wanting someone to come. He knew they weren't going to come. He had them exactly where he wanted them. They were too afraid to do anything. There was a young man named David. How old was David at the time he fought Goliath? Trick question. The Bible doesn't tell us. Amen. <laughs> Usually I see David drawn as this young little shepherd boy. Now he's called a boy. They were making fun of his youth and inexperience. But the scripture says that he'd already been on the battlefront several times. He just hadn't actually signed up to serve the army. Three older brothers did. Um, he chose to stay back and help his father with the sheep. Uh, so now he's referred to as the shepherd boy. 
He wasn't the oldest, most experienced, but you know what? He wasn't also that little shepherd boy who couldn't do a thing. This man was strong. This man was determined. This man knew how to fight. Amen. Let me tell you, friend, David had learned how to fight in the trenches in his day-to-day life. Amen. I have never been on a battlefield, Brother George. Brother Battle, never been in battle. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. But you know what? I have learned how to fight against the enemy of my soul in my everyday life, in my everyday job. I have met the enemy, and I have fought the enemy, and I have won victories over the enemy. Hallelujah! I don't care if I've never been on a battlefield. I am a warrior. You are a warrior. You have the ability to fight When David went to Saul, Saul called for David. It's a long story. It's it's fun to watch how it all played out. Saul said, you can't do this. Friend, the enemy said, you can't do this. David's own family said, you're kidding me. You can't do this. The king leadership said, you can't do this. What did David say? I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And let me tell you, O king, I am just a little shepherd boy. I understand. I'm just a young shepherd. But let me tell you, sir. Go down to um, verse 34. David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. We just read the prophecy of the Prince of Peace. When the Prince of Peace comes, the lion will lie down, or the the wolf will leave the the lamb. What is the bear will leave the goats? I I lose track of the the comparisons. The the lion will lie down with a calf. In other words, there'll come a point where the natural predator versus natural prey, all that will be erased and put to peace by the Prince of Peace. But friend, you know that right now in this world, if there's a flock of sheep, nice, fat, dumb, happy flock of sheep, and there's a hungry wolf or a bear or a lion, What's going to happen? Lunch time. Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I, I what? I go after it. I go after it with a club. And rescue the lamb from its mouth. Oh, king, I wait. And if a bear comes with a lamb and comes up to where I'm sitting, says, Hey, is it okay if I take this away from you? Then I'll try to find. No, I go after the bear. I go after the lion. I told you, you need to learn to take the battle to the devil, my friend. Amen. Quit waiting for something to drop into your lap. Get up when there's a situation. Get up in God and start taking the battle to the enemy. 
And the same determination that says, I'm not going to turn back. I'm not going to run away from my situation. I am going to be victorious in Jesus' name. My friend, when the devil starts picking on you, I didn't say if, I said when. Can you say amen to that? He will pick on you. Sometimes it's a nuisance, Brother Raphael. Sometimes the devil just gives us nuisance problems to distract us. Sometimes the devil comes after our family. Sometimes the devil comes after our Sometimes the devil comes after our finances. Sometimes the devil comes after our hearts. You've got to make up your mind from the get-go. I will win. There is no room in our minds for defeat. There is no room in our minds to entertain the thought of failure. I am going to win. Why? Because God is going to do the fighting for me. I can't win this battle, but I know the God who can and will win the battle for me. I love how he said it so succinctly. Saul, he delivered me from the lion, and he delivered me from the bear, and he will deliver me from this Philistine. Look at the perspective that gave David this tremendous faith. He didn't say the Goliath, the champion of the Philistines has challenged me or has challenged you. He said he has challenged the armies of the living God. Oh, my friend, I want you to know when the devil comes after you, when the world comes after you, they don't know what they're getting into because we are children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, my friend. I saw a video, you probably saw it in the news story. Uh, New York City streets. Did you see that? Where the grandmother was walking with her three grandchildren. And a homeless man ran up and snatched one of her grandkids threw a blanket around them, picked them up, and started running away. You see that? Scary. That grandma started running. She couldn't run very fast, but she immediately, there was no hesitation, my friend. She started running after the perpetrator. And others saw what was going on and said, no, 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 you're not getting away with that. That man got less than a block away before the armies got together. Those forces got together and brought him down. Amen. And let me tell you, friend, when my kids were small, if somebody would have snatched them and tried to run away, I'm not the fastest runner in the world for the battle, but you better believe I would have taken them down. Amen. Because of the father, I'm going to protect my children and world watch out when you touch a child of God because my heavenly father will protect his children. Hallelujah! Come on, 
I love how Saul just keeps trying to do his own thing with God. Friend, quit trying to do your own thing. Okay, David, okay, okay. You can go. We'll wear my armor. David tried it and said, no, 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 no. This is not me. I'm going to do what I've always done. Amen. I'm a shepherd. I use a shepherd's sling and a staff. That's all I'm going to take. And I am going to believe God. Now, understand that at the moment David stepped out on the battlefield, we seem to always focus on David. But when David stepped out on the battlefield, all of Israel their hearts were in their mouths. Because the agreement was, you send one man out, we'll fight, one on one. And whoever wins, wins it all. If Goliath wins, all of Israel will surrender and be slain by the Philistines. No pressure, David. We think of David, the pressure on himself, our natural self-preservation instincts, of course. Yeah, that was, that was rough. But you know what? The weight of Israel was on David at that moment as he stepped out onto the battlefield. Anyone want to play chess? We play chess. Okay, a few of us play chess. Ever watched anyone play chess? This, this thing called lightning chess? You got a clock running and you gotta try to win in that time period, 15 minutes, whatever. And time just tick, 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 tick. You gotta run, run, run. Think on your feet, run, run, make decisions. Chess, for the most part, is deliberative. Chess can take hours, can take days, can take weeks to play a, a really good game. You stop and you think and you calculate and you think five, six, seven, eight moves ahead and oh. David didn't have time to sit there and calculate out what his attack plan was going to be. You know what David's attack plan was? I'm going to take the battle to the enemy. I'm going to use what I have in hand. What do I have on me? I have a shepherd's sling and I have a shepherd's staff. That's all I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to stop at that little creek right over there first. What I'm going to get Five smooth stones. Why didn't you choose seven? Why didn't you choose one? I don't know. <laughs> How many stones did he actually need? <laughs> Only one. But he picked five for whatever reason. It's just an easy number, eight. Put your hand down and you grab. Oh, looky there. Okay. Got it. He didn't have a better one. But you know what he did here? He interested God. And he said, I'm taking the battle to the giant. As he stepped out onto that field of battle, Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Remember, even the Philistine knew it wasn't about humanity. It was at the God level. But what the Philistine didn't realize 
is what Paul said. There have been many who call themselves gods in this world. But my friend, we know that there is only one God, the Father, and one Lord, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! We know who the real God is! Cursed David in the names of his gods. Come over here! I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. He didn't even mention the slingshot because the battle wasn't about the slingshot. The battle wasn't about the shepherd's staff. Goliath trusted in his sword, in his shield, in his javelin, in his strength. David said, oh, all I need is I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Hallelujah. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Remember, friend, the devil thinks he's taunting us. He's talking God. And God is not going to sit back and watch his name be besmirched and his children be embarrassed. Today, say today. 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 The life ends today. If you are serious about overcoming in your life, you need to put a deadline on the devil. Did you hear me? I said you need to put a deadline on the devil. Today. Today. Done. Today. I'm not doing this recurring meeting and outlook kind of thing, devil. We're not going to deal with this over the next five days. No, today. 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 It's over with. Oh, we're going to do a whole lot more service than that, Pastor. Really? How long do you think this encounter in the valley took? How long does it take Goliath to roar and say, Am I a dog? Come over here, I'll shred you. How long does it take David to say, Sorry, buddy. Your day is not going to end the way you think it's going to end. You're not going to be marching off here in victory. They're going to be taking your headless body off of this field, sir. How long do you think it takes to say all that? We just did. How long does it take you to pray through and have victory today? Oh, we're going to need more prayer time, Pastor. No, you can make up your mind in Jesus' name and take the battle to the devil. And in Jesus' name, today, I said today, I mean today, you can have the victory and the answer to your prayer. Amen. Today, the Lord will come. Not I. The Lord will come. And I will kill you. Oh, I'm done. Are you ready for this? God will give you the victory. But you got to do the dirty work. Amen. Not fun work chopping somebody's head off. Please don't go do that. <laughs> But what David understood was God gives the victory, but we have to take the victory. 
I said, we have to take We have to shake off the bonds of sin and darkness and depression. We have to take a move of faith and say, in Jesus' name, you won the victory. I'm taking the victory, Goliath. Today, the Lord will conquer you, and I, I will kill you. Amen. And I'll kill you. Excuse me, David, where's your sword? I don't need a sword. I can take your sword. I can take your devil. I can take your enemies, devil. Your weapons, devil. I can turn them against you. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Talk about turning the tables on the devil. Let's turn the tables on the devil as well. As we take the battle to the enemy, let's turn the tables on the enemy. I'm going to use your sword and I'm going to chop off your head today. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals and the whole world, say whole world. The whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with a sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give you to understand. I want the world to know that there is a God in Christian life. Amen. Amen. Right. Amen. How will the world know that there's a God in Christian apostolic church? Just because we say there is? Just because we come to church and pray and preach? Because God answers prayers. Yes. I said God answers prayers. God does things that nobody else can do, my friend. Amen. There's a lady sitting right over here. The doctor said she'd be six feet underground a few years back, but you know what? My God answers prayers. I said my God answers prayers. Hallelujah. There's a doctor or two that have told you God is real. He's hearing your prayers. Hallelujah. I want the world to know that there's a God in Christian Apostolic Church. Because he answers our prayers. This is the Lord's battle. He will give you to us. And as Goliath moved closer to attack, yeah, the devil thinks he can rush you and make you lose your composure, turn and run away. That's what Israel had done up till now. David said, no, 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 we're not playing that game. No. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Hallelujah. You may not want to deal with the situation because it's messy, because it hurts, because it throws you into depression just thinking about it. We all have been there. Come on. If you're honest, you know I'm telling the truth. We have those situations we don't even want to deal with. It hurts so much. My friend, you run towards it, not away from it. 
You don't turn away and lick your wounds another day. You take the battle to the enemy in Jesus' name. He's going to rush you and make all these growling noises and try to scare you. But God is with you. And if God be with us, who is God before us? Who can be against us? Hallelujah. And as he ran reaching into a shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurled it with his sling. And it struck Goliath in the forehead. Goliath fell to the ground. Friend to the horrified sight of Philistia. David said, told us of him. And he picked up the Goliath's own sword and hacked off his head with his own sword. My friend, you need the satisfaction chopping the head off of your problem today. Not just pushing it aside and getting a little relief. You need the satisfaction of closure in Jesus' name. I'm tired of fighting this particular problem. I'm tired of fighting this particular devil. I'm tired of dealing with this particular problem in Jesus' name. I want to put an end to it right now. Pastor, I've been going to counselors, therapists for years. It won't happen that quickly. It won't happen that quickly if you don't want it to happen that quickly. I'm not being just brash and saying things, my friend. I'm telling you, Goliath had been a problem for Israel for years. David said this done today, my friend. Today. It's over with today. We're not going to keep dragging this out. Today. Today. If you're addicted, today, say today. Today, you can be delivered from your addictions. Today. Say it with me. Today. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Amen. Amen. Appling, does it take 20 years to get delivered from? Cocaine? How long did it take you to get delivered? Today. It took that moment of repentance. And God delivered that man. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, friend, today. I said today, right now. You can have deliverance from whatever troubles you. Amen. I'm generalizing because I have faith. Doesn't matter if it's a lion, doesn't matter if it's a bear, doesn't matter if it's Goliath. But it's not going to happen with you standing there in the ranks of Israel watching the battle. If you need prayer, take the battle. Did you hear me? If you want victory over something, bring the battle. Move out from where you are. There's something symbolic. About decision, about courage, about faith. And you step out from where you are and walk down to what I'm calling the valley today. Amen. Amen. I want you to take the battle to the enemy in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'm telling
telling you, you guys know we've been struggling with a family situation we did for months. We struggled with something that was absolutely breaking our hearts. But from day one, I made up my mind I wasn't going to sit back and let the devil have a heyday with our family. In Jesus' name, I said, we're taking the battle to the enemy. Hallelujah. And I tell you, it took a little time, but we prevailed in Jesus' name. God prevailed in a situation. I'm testifying to you today. You make up your mind in Jesus' name. I'm going to have victory. You can have the victory. Come on.